Hello, this is Dr. Jana Price Sharps from MindPilot. Thank you for joining us today. Today we're going to talk about how self-talk drives anxiety. Have you ever been around a really anxious person and they start making you feel anxious? Maybe they say, well, what if this happens? And what if that happens? And what are we going to do with this? And what are we going to do with that? And you find yourself starting to get anxious. And a lot of times people with high anxiety, people start kind of avoiding them because they start getting anxious and then they don't want to feel that way. So they start kind of removing themselves out of that person's life. A lot of times people with high anxiety tend to be very isolated because of that reason, but also because they start isolating from other people. So what do you do with that? Maybe that's something that you have done in the past, or maybe that's something that you struggle with. Well, the first thing that I would suggest you do is you take a little booklet and you keep it with you throughout a day. And just look and see what are you telling yourself about what is happening in your life. So are you saying, what about this? What about that? Or are you saying, this will be okay. I'm going to take care of this today or I'm going to take care of that today. Uh, Do you have a plan to take care of things that are bothering you? Or are they just stacking up and becoming very overwhelming? That's what a lot of people do when they have anxiety is they start avoiding and then they avoid this, then they avoid that. And then pretty soon they don't have the stamina, the mental stamina to be able to start fixing things because everything feels so very, very overwhelming. So really thinking about taking that step back and figuring out how do you begin to sort through what you have on your plate? So the first suggestion I would have is that when you look at everything on your plate, and I, I often will have people just draw a plate and, and write down everything that is on their plate. And that could be anything from Bobby's baseball practice to a medical condition to you've got to pay bills to whatever. And it might be weekly stuff. It might be one thing. It might be problems in your marriage might be something that you feel like is on your plate, things that are stressing you. And then you go through and you look what is on your plate and you have to ask yourself, how many of these are mine and how many of these belong to somebody else? In other words, are you taking on other people's stuff that really isn't your stuff to fix or you can't even fix it? It is their problem. So being able to take that step back and go, okay, well, this is my problem. Or this is something I need to work on. Or maybe this is something I am stressed about it, but I can't do anything about it. You know, it's like our brain only has enough energy to deal with what you want it to deal with. And here's what I mean by that. You only have a limited amount of energy. Where are you going to put that energy? Are you going to put that energy towards things that you can change or you can fix or you can make better? Or are you going to put that energy towards things that you really can't do anything about? How often have we heard somebody say, I need, I got to worry about that. That, That's something I'm worried about. 
If you find yourself saying those kinds of comments to yourself, take a step back and ask yourself, number one, the worry is not going to change anything. So you need to figure out a plan for something if you're worried about it. If the answer is I can't do anything about it, then you need to to figure out how to put that over to the side and go, okay, that's whatever's going to happen is going to happen with that. In the meantime, I'm going to take my mental energy and I'm going to focus on things that I can fix or things that I can change or things that I can make better. So when you start to do that, the anxiety begins to reduce. Anxiety is driven by a couple of things. One of the main things it's driven by is caffeine. And a lot of people love caffeine. I like my caffeine, I got to tell you. But too much caffeine, it's a drug, right? And so if you're already an anxious person and then you're adding some caffeine, energy drinks, those kinds of things on top of it, it may be compounding that anxiety. Uh, If you have a high stress job, if you're a first responder, you're a vet, you know, maybe you've had very high stress jobs, that means you're releasing a lot of adrenaline and cortisol. Now, adrenaline and cortisol are very important chemicals. They help you get up the hill. They help you fight. They help you do whatever you need to do in a crisis. However, after the crisis is over, then what do you do with all that anxiety? What do you do with all of that energy that has nowhere to go. Well, a lot of times where it goes is thinking about, well, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about that? How are we going to handle this? How are we going to handle that? So you need to figure out a process of cooling down uh, to get that adrenaline down. If you will do that, then your mind is not as likely to be anxious. The other thing is procrastinators often have a lot of anxiety. And I have struggled with procrastination all of my life, especially if it's a boring thing to do. And so you have to come up with creative ways of figuring out how to get those responsibilities completed, even if they're boring or even if you don't want to do them, because otherwise they just sit on your plate and they cause or they can cause anxiety for people. The other thing you need to think about is what you're saying to yourself. And that goes back to that little booklet that you want to carry around for a couple of days just to kind of document what are you saying to yourself about life? If you're saying, oh, I got to remember to do that and I'm never going to be able to get that done. And what if this happens and that happens and then I'm not going to be able to do this or that or the other. If you're using anxiety self-talk, you're going to be anxious. So instead of talking to yourself in those terms, maybe take a step back and say, you know what? It's going to be fine. I'm going to do the best job that I can do. That's all I can do. And at the end of the day, what will happen will happen. You know, you don't necessarily have to say it that way, but you have to begin to find different things that you can say to yourself that will allow your, it's almost like, It's almost like acupressure. You allow your mind to release. But that comes from what you're saying to yourself. If you're saying things that are anxiety provoking, you're actually going to release adrenaline and cortisol and it's going to compound the problem. So thinking in terms of being able to uh, take a step back, think about what you can say to transition your mind write down a plan because the plans are important. If you don't have a plan to resolve a situation, you're going to 
obsess about that situation, or at least most people will. They'll start thinking about it. They'll start worrying about it. And then it just grows with intensity. So make a plan. If it's not something you can make a plan for, then you need to set it aside. You need to say, you know what? I'm not going to waste my energy on that. There's nothing I can do about it. It's going to be what it's going to be. So really start looking at that self-talk. Determine whether your self-talk is making you healthier or is it contributing to your anxiety problem. Do you have a list of things that you need to get done? If you do, then put them in a calendar, figure out when you're going to do it, and then do it. Try not to do a whole bunch in one day. You know, maybe you spread it over a month's time, but start taking action. You know, Tony Robbins is one of my favorite uh, speakers and motivational speakers. And one of the things he always says is take immediate action. And I absolutely agree with that. You can't just wait and hope something will happen and make everything better. You can't do that. Because the more you delay, usually the worse the situation gets. So take immediate action, figure out what that action is going to be, take the action, and begin to move forward. Our brain does so much better when we're moving forward than when we feel stuck. And anxiety tends to make people feel very stuck, very overwhelmed, and they kind of almost start shutting down emotionally and they quit problem solving. So when you make your list, Start tackling the small things first. Don't, you know, if you have to, I don't know, clean the entire garage, that's not something that you start with. Maybe you do one, I don't know, little thing that you can fix at home that'll take you 10 minutes. Success breeds success, right? Moving forward breeds success. Being able to say, hey, I'm getting things completed. I have a list. I have a timeline. I have a list of things that I need to do and how I'm going to do them, all of that is going to make you feel better, calmer, more centered, and more successful. So chip at it a little bit at a time. Watch what you're saying to yourself about those things. And if they're not in control, put them aside and work on things that you want to use your mental energy for. This is really important because so many people use all their mental energy for things that they can't do anything about. That makes people feel very hopeless and very helpless and very overwhelmed. So I hope this is helpful. Think about making the list. Think about chipping away at it and setting up your life so you're starting to become successful in your own mind. It is very empowering and it creates additional resiliency. So thank you for joining us today. I hope you have a wonderful day. Don't forget to subscribe. This is Dr. Price Sharps from Mindfile.